This is One Ogden. I'm John Miles. Catherine Price isn't a politician or an artist or business owner. She's a local mom who pays attention to the city, and she recently left her role as garden manager at Oasis Community Garden at 24th and Monroe, where 30 bucks can get you everything you need to grow a plot of food for the season. Oasis Community Garden off of 24th and Monroe in Ogden. Um, I was the garden manager for roughly a year and a half. Um, That position is through the Junior League of Ogden. They actually own the property. Uh, They purchased it back in 2005. And what Oasis does is it's a community garden but it also has a large green area and a pavilion for events and attached to the pavilion uh, there's actually a small functioning kitchen so there's also a porta potty on the property and um, the water silo here um, on the pavilion actually drains back into two water storage tanks so when it's dry or when watering restrictions are are taken back, um, we have our own water supply to help keep the plants healthy and growing. Um, Here at Oasis, we have a orchard of a variety of fruit, nut and berry trees. And we also have a herb garden on uh, across from the pavilion on our walk path and that has herbs that anyone in the community can come in and pick. You don't have to pay anything. You don't have to have a plot or an appointment. You can just come in throughout the year and pick whatever you want. Our cherries last year were so overabundant and I couldn't get people in here to pick them. Like the gardeners who were in here that saw them, they'd pick a handful. But when I was in here, I was picking buckets of them and pulling out the ladder, getting the ones on top. And I would leave them for our displaced community members who like to come in here during the off off hours and just put them on the table. And in the morning they were gone, the pits and everything were put in the trash cans that were here. And so it was a place that people realized uh, when the cherries were on that, hey, if we come, it's available for us. Because that is the intent, right? Is that people who need the food can have the food? Yeah, um, Ogden area from 17th Street all the way up to 34th is, and that's from um, Washington all the way up to Harrison. So that entire area is what's called a food desert. And that means that there's not a walkable, affordable place to buy produce at a reasonable price. And so when the Junior League found out that that was an issue here in Ogden back in 2006, they wanted to do the garden for the community. Granted, the beds, um, you do pay for them, but 
we, uh, there are two sheds here on the property that are tools for the gardener at any point that they need them. Uh, it also comes with all the water. Um, there's irrigation and uh, drip line systems in each of the different plot types that are available here. Uh, the first one, what, as you enter, there are smaller plots and they're in ground and then right by the or pavilion there is our raised beds. Those are ADA accessible and then down at the west uh, side of the property uh, there are larger in-ground beds and all of those come with the water, come with the tools, all you have to bring are the plants and then pay um, a small fee. The raised beds are $25, the upfront plots are 30 and then the large plots in the back are $35 for the entire year. So it's not one of those, oh, it's an expense every single month. During the months of May till November, as long as you have food in the ground, you will have water provided to it. Are there like certain areas where people can come grab food? Like a lot of the stuff that's here growing now is like, it belongs to somebody, right? Yeah, um, all of our, or all of the in-ground plots are, um, for purchase uh, for the season. Um, anything else is free for the public. We also have strawberries um, over next to that shed there that has a mural on the back. And um, on our western, or in our western area. And then right across from the raised beds, which are in the center, uh, that entire fence line is blackberries. So it's, um, all of that is available. Um, one of the reasons I kind of walked away from the position were some differences, but I actually wanted to have uh, two beds in every section or three of the raised beds um, available for public picking and just set up like a Venmo little scan code that says take what you need pay what you want and then that way if somebody could afford to you know pay a few cents or whatever then that would go back into the garden and maintaining and making sure that the population around it is provided for mm -hmm. yeah and so like what is that job like being the director here like i assume you're Managing the plots, making sure that people get in. How much do you work with the city? Um, I actually reached out to the city several different times. Uh, the Parks and Rec com uh, Committee in particular, which has zero members mm -hmm. on it. Um, Parks and Rec Committee? Yeah. For the city? For the city. Has zero members on it currently. Um, a lot of their terms ended in 2021, um, but uh, Oasis is part of the RAMP program, and being part of the RAMP program, um, major uh, Big D Sports Park, they're part of uh, the RAMP program, 
and the city maintains their area almost meticulously. Yeah. Um, I asked for them to come in and mow and give me a set schedule for mowing, even if it was once every two weeks. Um, if they could maintain that as they had in previous years with the garden, um, then I would love that. Their response was the junior league takes care of that. So uh, I, my position was supposed to be, hey buddy, uh, was supposed to be 10 hours a week and then paid monthly because it was a paid position. But I was in here, um, we probably can't get a picture of this, but when I had first started, I actually started the middle of May, um, late hiring process. And the weeds in that back area and the grass here, the grass was up to my knee, and I'm five foot three, so that gives you dimensions. But the uh, alfalfa and the wild grass throughout the orchard and the back area behind the pavilion, that was up to my belly button. So the first couple of weeks, I was probably pulling a full-time job in here, just trying to get it back to where it was maintainable. Um, reaching out to the city, um, the, uh, oh, what is it? The Green Waste uh, Facility. Uh, reaching out to them to schedule a dumpster delivery for an event that was actually held here this year on Earth Day. Um, booking it out that far in advance to make sure that we got it. But things like the wood chips or the mulch or the compost or even having them bring up or uh, take away our green waste, it's not something that they do. They don't deliver, they don't drop off you just take it to them and pick up from them. And so for someone like myself or other um, people within nonprofits or uh, the food yardscaping, um, they're out in the community. They actually had an event today. They transform people's yards into gardens. And they do them with raised beds like we have here. So they're manageable and they're aesthetically pleasing, but they put down uh, wood chips underneath. So water, our water issues that we've had in the past, granted this year we're flooding, but how many years were we in a drought? How much did the watering restrictions get cut back, not just on yards or on businesses, but on home life too? I mean, because in your mind, it's, oh, I got to conserve water. We're in the middle of a drought. It's helping people that when situations like that arise, they can still have a garden. Yeah. They can still have the availability of food at their fingertips. Um, so is that a nonprofit? Yes, it is. Are there things that the city provides to Oasis through ramp or whatever? Are there some services they do provide? Uh, they blow out our water lines at the end of the season. <laughs> That's it? Yeah. That's it. 
And a lot of that is because, um, like the current mayor stated, there is an employment crisis at the city. But even last year while I was working here and running into all the different issues and run around with the city government, I started looking at things. Did it, being in that role here, did it like get you into attending like these committee meetings and stuff? Did you start going to those kind of meetings? Um, I have attended a few. Um, I'm a single mom though with two kids, so attending meetings at five o'clock at night and not having the availability to reach out to different committee members or even city officials um, became very frustrating. Yeah. Um, I actually have a background in political science and economics. So when people say, well, you know, yes, I do know how the government works and how a nonprofit works. And so I know the problems that they have of getting grants and funding and adhering to state government and federal government code. Like, I understand all these things. But for me, um, I like the theory of government that they use in Amsterdam. It's called the donut economy, where the Amsterdam government actually pays for heating, water, and light for every single one of the residents. In turn, that money is fed back into businesses or spending or things like that, which in turn the taxes from those businesses go back to the government. Right. And the cycle starts over again. Um, I think most city governments um, they are in kind of the drive mode of building. I mean, and I understand that there needs to be a revenue within the city, but if the food desert has been around since at least 2006, if not before, we're now in 2023. You've had enough time to help with that issue, yet the housing issue, which was pro, um, proposed five years ago as becoming a problem, now the city's, oh, let's build apartments, let's build condos, let's build, let's build, let's build. Mm -hmm. But where being in a food desert means food insecurities for all people. And that includes children, the people who can't vote. They can't pay a bill. They don't do um, job taxes or anything like that. They are the underlying unspoken citizens of the city that we need to be looking out for because they don't have a voice. I mean, they can't represent themselves. Uh, right down the street on the next block, there's an elementary. And you wouldn't believe how many kids would come in here when the apples were on. Because they knew during the day they could come and get an apple and not worry. I mean, so to me, um, 
the city saying, well, we can't help you with any of the issues that you're having, especially Oasis being owned by a nonprofit, you would think that they would be a little bit more willing to help. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and we just, because I think the important, I think sometimes people hear food desert and they're like, there's places you can get food, mm -hmm. but it's that, it's that fresh thing, I would mm -hmm. guess. That's yeah. part of it. Yeah, in a food desert, for every one area you can get um, fresh food, there are 16 other fast food locations. So, uh, sorry. Um, so, take Oasis here. Fresh produce, I mean affordable if you want to get a plot and main, or help maintain it and plant it. But there's fresh fruit. There's fresh herbs. How many restaurants are on 25th Street? How many restaurants are within a one mile radius of Oasis? And how many grocery stores? Rancho Market, the only one. So that's equating it to an understanding that people can have. I mean, you have more accessibility to eating out than having a fresh meal. I mean, and even during the summer, just a basic snack. I mean, eating a handful of cherries, a fresh apple, a fresh pear, a fresh plum. I mean, those you can just grab and go. And it maintains you with nourishment and energy from the sugar within it. So, I mean, it, and I'm not against restaurants. Like, I love our local food community. But there needs to be that balance to where um, one of my children is autistic. And I'm a type 1 diabetic. So, going out to a restaurant is not a pretty thing. Yeah, yeah, is it cooked right? Is it the right, I mean, the texture, I, everything plays into it. But when we cook our meals at home and she actually helps prepare it, she eats it. And I have parents asking me, well, how do you get your child to eat that? Well, she made it. Yeah. So she knows exactly what's in it. She knows if she likes it and she'll eat it. So it's also giving um, cost saving to families because how much has produce inflated? I mean, how many food pantries or food banks or things like that or delivery service of food, grocery, things like that. And their cost is also, <coughs> also inflating because of the fluctuation of gas prices. I mean, so it's economics for everybody in the sense that if you have a garden or if you can go to a place like here in Oasis or at the Oasis, um, you can get it for free. It's not going to cost you anything. Granted, we aren't gonna have cherries in the middle of November, I'm sorry, nature doesn't work that way, but when they're here and they're ripe, which is early to mid-June, 
they're here and you don't have to pay six ninety nine a pound for them. I mean and do the do the pots fill up pretty quickly? Like what's the demand like? Um since twenty twenty, um we have had a drop in plot va or plot availability or vacancy, sorry. Yeah. Um and I I'm not quite sure what that is. I think the DoorDash and Grubhub and things like that, uh, people have kind of become an, accustomed to that convenience. Um, but I'm honestly uh, trying to, even though I am no longer the garden manager, uh, to inform especially the new apartments and townhomes and things like that that don't have a yard available of the Oasis's presence. Yeah. I mean, um, the nice thing about getting a plot here is once the plots are entirely filled, um, we open up the vacancies, uh, if there are any, to people who are put on a list. And we start from the top and we work our way down. So say that you uh, put in for a plot in March, and you decide, or and all of a sudden somebody decides that, and we have had this happen. They put all their produce in, and then we never see them again. So it's a planted plot that I'm trying to attend to on all of my other responsibilities here. And with that, if you're on the list, they can tell you, hey, there's already stuff in it. Do you want us to yank it and you put your own in? Or do you want a, a already planted bed? Yeah. And I mean, it's one of those, some people, uh, last year we had a couple and one of them kept the plot as was and was amazed because it was Russian roulette with planning. They didn't pick it out. It just kind of happened, but they were amazed at the produce they got. And then we had a couple who actually wanted us to clean out the beds and they wanted to start from scratch. And I understand that too. It's a lot what you enjoy and what you want, sure. but it's reaching out, especially, I mean, to people who aren't, don't have that availability to have a garden in their yard if they want it. Did you step away because of frustrations or kind of what led to that Um, I stepped away in part of frustration, um, but also, and it wasn't just uh, from Oasis or from the Junior League, it was from the city as well. Um, I still believe and love Oasis and see the potential that it has to affect the lives positively of the community members. But at the same time, me, uh, me leaving was for my own sanity. Um, because no matter what approach I took or avenue I went down, it all um, led back to it being cycled that I had to handle it. Mm. And so what were some of the things that you were passionate about? 
Um, I would like to make this uh, events area uh, for things like the yard sale um, that Audrey Christensen mm -hmm. had to move to the 40th Street Park. Why couldn't she have had it here? I love that idea. Why couldn't it have stayed in the area of Ogden that she lives in? That it has been hosted at for its in from its inception. Mm -hmm. I mean, why not keep it local? Um, well, and that's how I found out about this place. Is probably six, seven years ago. Imagine did a concert here, and we were out on this lawn, and I was just like, "This is," and I didn't really know about it before that. Mm -hmm. But since then, I've followed it. And yeah. Well, and I would love to do um, something like. Uh, caffeinated weekend where we have all of the local coffee shops just come and set up shop I mean we have the kitchen area uh, set up shop and have events with artists and musicians have it up here kind of like uh, not like the yard sale it would be its own little thing um, but have that community collectiveness of showing what Ogden is. Um, we could do other things like, or they could do other um, agendas along that item, even with businesses, even with, I mean, have, especially during the summer, you want business? Throw a party here at the Oasis set up a face painting booth for the kids, a couple games, and then have like a lunch or something that people pay five bucks to get into. And that five bucks is donated to a nonprofit of their choice, a local nonprofit. I mean, there's things like Youth Futures that they have a kitchen to feed homeless youth in our community. And everybody sees, um, the displaced or homeless individuals in our community. You can't drive down the street and not see someone. Um, the city, in my opinion, um, with the renovation of 25th Street and the surrounding area, has kind of forced that population out of that area and into the outlying areas like Oasis. And I have no issues with that community. In fact, every single one who would come in while I was here and I would tell them about things, they were always very respectful, very kind, and looked out for the Oasis, keeping it safe. Because we have had in the past issues of drug use and graffiti, and that was another of uh, my reasons for stepping down from the position. Um, I would bring my girls with me and you don't know how many times I would find open and exposed needles on the tables or even just laying on the ground. And had I not walked through and cleaned them up, um, a dog could have stepped on them. A kid could have stepped on them. Somebody just coming in here to enjoy 
the area could have been poked by something and I would I, I approached the city the police department and the junior league and their response was well it's always happened there so it's going to continue to happen here um, the kind of lackadaisic force behind them in helping was mind-boggling because there's a good area of Ogden to where all you have to do is walk down the street and I bet you you can find a drug paraphernalia of some kind. But Ogden City's focus is so much on keeping the historical 25th Street looking bright and shiny and you don't have to worry if you come here but they're forgetting about their community and the fact that I would contact the police and they probably have a report of the number of times I called about graffiti or needles and said yes we'll add it to the list but until you see somebody actually doing it there's nothing we can do um, I asked for one of the blue lights to be put in, yeah. um, and it wasn't done my entirety as garden manager. Yeah. Um, I've asked for the police just to come in and just at night, because people aren't going to do things of that nature when people are walking in, in yeah. here. Um, so just to come in at night, shine their flashlight around, and then walk back out. Just a quick two, five minute stop, just make sure, right. absolutely nothing. Really? It does seem like you would get more trouble than you do, but mm -hmm. I figured it was because you have that kind of relationship with the community. Oh, yeah. You can't avoid all of it, mm -hmm. but you do avoid maybe a lot of it. Well, um, there's two houses right at our entrance, uh, one on each side. I've actually gotten to know neighbors on both sides. I mean, um, whenever they hear issues, they call. And they, um, there's actually been a couple last year where the police did actually have to be called out and taken care of. But they're actually willing, too, to come out and walk and shine a flashlight around just to make sure it's okay. Um, and that's where, too, I feel a big disconnect from the city. I understand the business aspect. I mean, it is, if you look it up, it is labeled Ogden City Corporation. So, and I understand you have to have the funds in order to make this city run. But do you know how much is allotted just from the general budget to the mayor? No. $861,250. Like to the mayor's office? To the mayor's office. The city council, do you know how much is allotted from them or to them from the general budget? Two million five hundred and twenty-six thousand two hundred dollars. Now I actually reached out to 
one city council member um, and I was given a response that it covered, of course, their um, salary, but it also covered everyone in their staff. This also doesn't include, uh, these figures do not include the 13% cost of living raise that the mayor and the city council gave themselves last year for their salaries. So we have seven council members. Does it real does their staff really take two point five million dollars to run? These are just a couple of the startling figures I found in the budget. Cause I reviewed every page that is available for um, public viewing. First off, uh, they just do line items. They don't break up what the individual facts or figures are for the mayor's office. It's just the mayor's office gets this much, the city council gets this much, the police department, the fire department, and who wants to go through a 377-page document aside from me? I also wonder a little bit is, are the appropriations of these funds to these different areas, are they basically being used for write-off expensive expenses like taking developers to lunch or, thing, or having lunch brought in to hear their proposals? Um, there's also uh, one of the city city council members, I know that their establishment is visited by a lot of the council members and the mayor quite frequently. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist, I just want to know, or, but are city appointed funds being used to pay in their, those visits saying that their meetings are members, which in turn is benefiting that council member's business. Yeah. To me, the city in all aspects and especially how it helped out or how it viewed Oasis um, is if you don't make me profit, you're not worth my time. And us as citizens and the constituents of those city council members and that mayor should hold them accountable. And the only way that I see us really holding them accountable is voting. We have to change the current structure that has been there for 12 years. 12 years because we're seeing things like committees that don't have members yet are still being funded. So if you're funding the committee but there's no members, where is that money going to? It's not going back to the people. It's not serving the people in the way that would help the community.
So where is it going? Thank you all for listening. Please go like and subscribe on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube because we got to feed that algorithm or it's going to forget us. And uh, will you just, will you tell your friends about this weird show we're doing? Thank you.